Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey, you Freedom Sisters and listeners, thank you for joining us today for our second episode in March. Some of you may or may not know that March 8th was International Women's Day. This is a day that unifies women across geographical borders. This day started more than a century ago when women noticed and experienced patterns of oppression surrounding gender inequality. And the big idea was to create a day where international women could stand in solidarity around the strength of the feminine voice in the world. In the last episode, we had a conversation on biblical femininity. There are so many societal expectations and really drastically different wherever you live in the world. We're hearing how to dress, how to act, what you can and can't do, and how a woman would even take up space in the world in whatever culture you live in. We got to reflect on God's universal heart for women and making sure that we Freedom Sisters are building on a biblical framework for femininity. We had time to touch the surface on just a few of the topics, but at the end of this time, we really hope that you would be embracing and celebrating your femininity as part of God's very good design, that you'd be challenged to inspect your beliefs about womanhood and really provoke to intentionally have conversations about the value of being a woman. For this episode, I am thrilled because I've invited some of my friends from different countries and ages and backgrounds who are all embracing biblical femininity. These Freedom Sisters have either written a poem or they have a reflection or a story of encouragement on womanhood, and they want to share it with us. So I am thrilled to invite them here with you today. I want to start out with my friend Jill from Brazil. It is a joy for her to be with us and to kick off our time sharing her beautiful poetry. Jill, welcome. Hi, dear sisters. This is Gil Moromisato, and I'm happy to join Freedom Challenge for this project. I wrote this poem thinking of many precious women who reflect the beauty of God and have impacted lives, including mine. You are more than I could name here. You are loved and appreciated for who you are. She. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She is joy. She is pure beauty. She is strong from the inside. She loves with intensity and gives of herself to the ones she loves. She is sensitive and is not ashamed to cry. She feels the pain of the ones left behind. She is brave and courageous able to fight for truth and justice and for the ones she cares about. She is feminine and knows her unfading beauty and true strength comes from a gentle and peaceful spirit which is precious in God's sight. 
She is wise and dresses herself with hope. She knows who has the answer for this broken world and makes prayer and worship her secret battle place. She makes mistakes and knows that forgiveness is a healing treasure that sometimes we give, other times we receive. She was created to reflect the true beauty, the true perfection, the true love that comes from one, the one who created her to reflect him and impact the world he loves and cares for. She is a poem written and signed by God, and he makes no mistakes. She is local, national, international. She is yellow, white, black, brown. She is a woman created in God's image to celebrate his beauty, to reflect his love to the world that longs to know him. She is you. She is me. She is Maria, Marta, Gil, Ruth, Christy, Alton, and Tina. She is Lucia, Magna, Delaine, Kelly, Yvonne, and Fabiana. She is Sheila, Regina, Simone, and Elaine. She is Gail, Audrey, Judelia, Susan, and Penny. She is Tracy, Carice, Michaela, Bonnie, and Heather. She is Angela, Anna, Adina, Fiona, she is Didi, Rihanna, she is Sylvia, Sol, Michelle, Josie, Viviane, Rosanna, she is you, she is me, we are she, what a gift to the world are we. Jill, I loved how you personalized to each individual freedom sister. I mean, you created this beautiful tapestry and affirmed and empowered women who are embracing biblical femininity. I mean, I'm not going to forget these memorable words. You are she and she is we. Thank you so much for sharing your art through words with us. And next, I am so honored to have Sue Gulcher from South Africa, who led the very first Freedom Challenge in 2012. And I got to say, all of us who know Sue, we're already so excited because we're so proud that she's a Freedom Sister. So Sue, I welcome you to reflect on your colorful and extravagant experience of embracing biblical femininity. Greetings from South Africa. My name is Sue, and I have a company called Free Spirit Adventures. What a joy to be celebrating being a woman. And in my case, celebrating my very well-worn hands. Now bear with me as I talk about celebrating these hands and being a woman. These are hands that have driven tractors and refitted fan belts, hands that have put out raging felt fires, pulled their owner up very steep and icy cold walls of the mountains in Nepal. They've paddled treacherous grade 5 rapids, operated the pull tab to execute a skydiving parachute, held on for dear life to the back of a galloping horse, They've driven a Land Rover in remote, muddy conditions, hitchhiked around wild Botswana, ministered in Mozambique, and ridden motorbikes. They've also embraced people in need, 
stroked and fed a stranded doggy, been kissed by an elephant, rescued birds, given someone's tired feet a revitalizing massage, baked disastrous cakes, hugged forlorn street children, and played classical music. Now, why would I want to talk about these hands and celebrate being a woman? When I was a young girl, and for many years, I was actually so embarrassed about my hands. I felt they were so big, unladylike, and rather manly. In fact, I would hide them. Too often, we worry about what we think are our imperfections, rather than the fact that God created them with a plan and a purpose. The Lord created each one of us uniquely. Although I have participated in various challenging sporting disciplines such as river rafting, marathons, triathlons, trail racing, skydiving, sailing and so forth, I had no idea that at the age of 50 I would climb my very first mountain. And now, at the age of 68, I'm guiding large groups of women up mountains in various parts of the world. The Alps in Switzerland, Everest Base Camp, in Nepal, Kilimanjaro, Peru, and so on. Yet a monolith mountain called Aconcagua in Argentina became my teacher. Oh my goodness. This is the highest mountain in South America, and I assumed I had trained incredibly well for this expedition. Little did I know what was in store for me. After ten days of climbing, by the time I reached Camp 1, I ran out of all body fuel. I had to turn for home. It took a full day to get down that mountain, on the back of a donkey, using these craggy old hands to hold on for dear life. I really, really appreciated them. But what is the point in all of this? For a very long time now, I have been very happy with these old hands. They are mine. They were created for me by the Lord. They are not in the best shape to show off nail polish or fancy jewellery. They battle to bake an edible cake, but they can wipe a tear from a child's eye. They can hug someone in need. They can hold someone gently, and they can praise the Lord. Thank you so much that I have been able to join you in celebrating being a woman. Wow, Sue, thank you. I mean, that just the unique perspective and story that you brought to all of us. I think we were all captured and brought in as you talked about your weathered hands. And something I've always been fascinated about you, Sue, and how unique it is that you embrace your femininity by wearing a strand of pearls every day on the trails. I mean, who does that? I, I actually want to try that in Mount Kilimanjaro, where you lead us, Sue. Um, those of you who want to know, Sue will be joining us in 2022 for our 10-year anniversary of the Freedom Challenge. 
I just, I'm so grateful for you, Sue, and for how you've contributed to the work of the Freedom Challenge. And next up, we have Autumn Ross. Many of you know her and you love her, our Southern Belle from the heart of Texas. Autumn, will you share your encouragement with us? When God created the world, the very last thing he created, his crowning touch, was woman. You, dear sister, are the crowning touch of creation. You are his masterpiece, and he delights in you. When I think about what it means to be a woman, I'm reminded of the strength of my own mother. Only when I was able to see her, faults and all, was I fully capable of growing up. Sometimes issues from our childhood can cause us to focus on our mother's flaws, and painful memories of growing up as their daughters can keep us from embracing the most beautiful parts of who they really were. Acknowledging our past hurts and seeing their mistakes and deficiencies as fact then allows us as grown women to fully forgive them. Forgiving our mothers allows us to then forgive ourselves. When we too struggle and make different yet sometimes similar mistakes in adulthood, letting go through forgiveness allows us to begin to live out a passed-down glory from mother to daughter in our own lives. The circle of life requires us to give away grace, which then allows us to also receive that same grace for ourselves. Most of my life, I was hammered with a concept of how flawed I was and the message of condemnation won out over the truth of God's love for me. The Bible says he has loved us with an everlasting love. And yet we as women can often dwell on our flaws and faults. Our focus can turn to the wrongs we have done and the wrongs that have been done to us keeping us stuck in a downward spiral of condemnation and shame, and that can suck the life out of us. But God calls us to focus on who we are in Him. The Bible says, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. That passage goes on to explain that your identity doesn't have to be determined by who you thought you were before. In Christ, you are a brand new person. The old ways of seeing yourself and, and everyone else are over. It's time to acquaint yourself with the new you. Makeovers are always fun. What woman doesn't long for a fresh haircut or a new style? God has given us that desire to be a new creation. And when we look in his mirror, we see who we really are and how he delights in us, his love for us. And knowing we are his beloved allows us to be the women he created us to be. Beautiful sister, you are one of a kind, unique and special, fashioned just the way God wanted you. Only you can be you. So you be you. Perhaps there are those in your orbit who are simply waiting for you to learn to love yourself. Once we fully learn to love ourselves, we then have the capacity to love others around us. The scriptures say, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So many times we as women love and care for others and forget the important admonition to love ourselves and practice self-care. What does this have to do with being a woman? Everything. 
We women are often referred to as the weaker sex, but honestly, I see women as some of the strongest, most courageous people alive on the planet. The Beatles said it, only women bleed. Women carry babies. Women are beautifully soft and at the same time exhibit unparalleled stability and rugged tenacity. We are sensitive creatures caring for our family's needs despite the onslaught of burdens of our day-to-day life from sunup till sundown. It's amazing how much a woman can do. Just watch women when a crisis hits, kicking into action and drawing from an inner strength that only women have in certain situations. More than not, women seem to just know what to do. And if we don't know, we pray as we get moving into finding our way and doing our part. It's a sight to behold, and the strongest of men depend on our gentle gift of loving fiercely. Insecurity can secretly torment the heart of even the seemingly most incredible women we meet. An inner need to know we are are enough and truly loved is at the root of the struggle to feel complete and assured in who we are. Ephesians 1.4 says, Long before he laid down, down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Jesus is God's mind made up about us. He always knew in his love that he would present us again face to face before him in blameless innocence. May we as women revel in how deeply we are loved. May we be filled to the brim, spilling over with God's everlasting love for us. His love is so complete and full. It gushes out on everyone we touch. Streams of living water are the result of being a new creation. Fully knowing the truth about who we are and how much we are loved brings freedom a freedom God created us to live and move and have our being within. So I say again, you be you. Dance and twirl in his glorious love, precious sister. Look back to learn from the past, but don't stare. Enjoy the glory of knowing how infinitely and gloriously he has always and will always love you. I feel like I just went to church, and that is some rich biblical truth. Thank you for reminding us of what God says about us, what he says about us as women. And finally, it is my privilege to introduce to you our Canadian Freedom Sister, Lisa De Silva. She leads Arise Ministries Collective, and man, is she a seasoned Bible teacher. She is passionate about biblical literacy. Would you share with us what's on your heart, Lisa? To my sisters, the meek lambs and raging lions, the loud ones, the quiet ones, and the ones resting right in the middle, the questioner, the wonderer, the accept it just as it is er, the willful ones, the subdued ones, to the weeping Marys and tasking Marthas, the favored Rachels and dull-eyed Leahs, 
the cast-out Hagars and courageous Rahabs, to the barren Hannahs and skillful Lydias, you, full of shape or shapeless, smooth-skinned or wrinkled, wrought with worry lines or stretch marks, of different mind, color, ability, history, you, intricately and wonderfully and purposefully knit together, a masterpiece, his masterpiece, paid for in full, for life in full, full joy, full acceptance, loved beyond measure, beyond reason, and so must we, Love beyond measure, love beyond reason. Come beside, pave the way before, take up the rear. We walk, run, climb, forward moving, rising up, leaning in so we can lean back. Hearts and hands and minds and spirits intertwined one body. One sisterhood in complete surrender to the only one who truly saves. Broken together, confessing together, sacrificing together, and so becoming alive together, whole together, better together together better. Wow, Lisa. Thank you for affirming with such texture and dimensionality the women of scripture and how they represent the diverse women of today. I'm blown away at how you wove that beautiful picture together for us to inspire us. And you know, ladies, it is my prayer that as you heard each one of these women, that you would be encouraged again to fully embrace and celebrate your femininity as a part of God's very good design, that you'd be open to challenging and inspecting your beliefs about womanhood and provoked to intentional conversation about the value of you of being a woman. And as we close, I'll just remind you that in March, we're raising $2,500 as a tribute to women around the world. And all of your donations will continue to partner with women and enable us to provide more women with the opportunity to experience true freedom and, and many for the first time. We ask that you join us and partner with us financially. You can find the show notes, the link that would lead you to that um, donation page. And also on a practical level, join us in praying for vulnerable women and children on Facebook. Every month, we meet live on the 12th of the month at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We make it easy so you can remember. And I hope to see you there joining in prayer um, on our monthly time together. So until next time, let's do good by helping enslaved women and children. Let's do more than you ever thought physically possible. And do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless. 
Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.